one movie will have this sound. The Pirate King! And only one movie will have Christy McNichol and Christopher Atkins singing. Loving, laughing, leaping, and swinging their way through time in the biggest, most original movie in a hundred years, The Pirate Movie. Pirates? You mean like walking into playing buried treasure hack slash off with his head in the Jolly Richard and everything? Rid me of these villains and Mabel's hand is yours. Movie. It's more than a musical. Man, I'm older than the Beatles, but I'm younger than the Rolling Stones. Older It's more than an adventure. And it's definitely more than a pirate movie. I want a happy ending. Pirate movie. It's more movie than ever before. Not bad. Tina! Bring me the axe! Put your right hand in the box. Power tasting, Mary! You want to see dry land? No more Mr. Nice Duck. So good. Oh, Gordon's alive. Talk about some damn sharks. What? Welcome to Cherry Bombs, the underappreciated movies podcast. And actually, this is our special summer series of unusual, uh, out-of-format Cherry Bombs episodes that we're going to actually be calling Cherry Comms. Get it? <laughs> yes. it's Cherry Bombs, but it's comms for comments. Isn't that clever? That's so good. Cherry Comms. <laughs> so the fully produced episodes take a long time to make, and we frankly fell a little bit behind on our uh, – on our research. So we're going to be uh, spending the summer putting our research for the next uh, batch of full-blown episodes together. We thought it'd be a good time rather than just going dark for the summer to do some commentary tracks on some movies that we wouldn't necessarily do a full-blown episode on. And also that we don't necessarily love, um, but have reputations as being sort of notorious bombs or particularly bad movies. And we're going to start with one that is special to Nick and I, very uh, close to our hearts. I love this movie. I'm sorry, but I do. <laughs> uh, it is 1982's Ken Anakin directed rock. What would you? How would you describe it? Oh like, my god! Oh, it's, a, it's a swashbuckling rock opera. <laughs> yes, Gilbert and Sullivan <laughs> musical. Pirates of Penzance mutated into an 80s rock musical, the pirate movie. A lot of people probably never heard of this movie because it really has had absolutely no afterlife. I mean, I think this is probably, without question, the worst Rotten Tomatoes rated movie that we've talked about. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's it's like in the single digits on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that, which is incredibly unfair. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's probably the most obscure movie we've talked about too, maybe barring The Worst Witch, although that was a book series, so people know about that from the book series. Yeah. But yeah, so as we get into it, we'll talk about our connection to this movie and all that good stuff because uh, frankly, having just rewatched it, there's plenty of air in the movie to talk about stuff that's not related to what's going on on screen. <laughs> so we don't need to do a big wind up here. We can, t- we can cover all that stuff as we, as we go. So now we're going to be uh, running off of the uh, file off the old Anchor Bay DVD which uh, is still available out there on the aftermarket, the secondary market. You can find um, copies. They're pretty expensive as far as used old DVDs go, 40, 50, 60 bucks in some cases. Didn't I pay $75 for the VHS? We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to all that. That's all good stuff for the actual commentary. <laughs> so the DVD is worth grabbing if you can find a copy because the commentary is insane. That being said, I'm assuming that the vast majority, I would get, put good money in the fact that not a single person that's listening right now owns the DVD. <laughs> if you do, please tweet us that you own the Pirate Movie DVD and you'll get yes. a special shout out on the show <laughs> because that's awesome. But uh, I'm assuming people don't own it. And I did look around. It's not available on any streaming service that I could find. Um <laughs> It's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty hard to find. However, it is on YouTube. Somebody did put the whole movie on YouTube. Look at so that. you oh. can yeah right. <laughs> so if you want to watch along with us, uh, you can find it on YouTube and queue it up. I, I think it's probably pulled from the same source that we got ours from. All right, shall we jump into the pirate movie? Yes, let's do that. All right, on now we're going to go three, two, one, go. Okay, and on go, press play. And the adventure begins. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one, go. All right. Released by 20th Century Fox. Uh, although not, not f- finance up front. It was made independently. And then for some reason, Fox decided they wanted to buy it. And they distributed it. So when was the first time you saw this? I think probably the same place you saw it, I would imagine. The same HBO. place where everybody saw it. HBO. <laughs> HBO, yeah. Good old HBO. And this was like, this was the most HBO of all the HBO movies, I think. <laughs> I was right at that right age. I would have been six years old, seven years old when it hit HBO. And um, it was on all the time, constantly. Yeah. Last, a couple of years ago, I, I, I got a, a lot of... Uh, old HBO guides and uh, like every other one, like from the early eighties, like every other guide, they were showing pirate movie. That <laughs> I love it. And like I twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I watched it a lot on HBO when I was a kid. It was one of my favorite movies. Very much. So when I was a kid, if it was yeah. on, I was watching it. I recorded it on audio cassettes I still have it, but the audio cassette is completely blank now. You listen to it, it's just degraded to nothing. <laughs> I popped it on a while ago, and uh, it still says the pirate movie written by like seven year old me. <laughs> um, awesome. But there's nothing on it. It's just a, a, like a hiss now. This movie truly, though, has everything you could imagine. If you said, does it have this in there? It probably does. It probably does. <laughs> That's true. It's got, I mean, it's who, got, doesn't, uh, who doesn't. I mean, come on. This, this movie was. I mean, like there was like it's it's weird because like I remember loving it as a kid, and then there was a point where I was like, oh, that's not how I remembered it. But then just recently watching it, like it it 
it just warmed my heart again, and I just had such a great time watching this. So you you watched it for this, and you loved it again. Yeah, I really did. Oh, okay, because right before we started recording, I misunderstood you, because you said, oh, I thought you said that you watched again, and it was the worst viewing experience you'd ever no, had. No, 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 <laughs> not I was at like, this all. is going to be all. interesting. No, 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 no. I like, okay, this just good. like brought wave of memories back. Like, I just, I just, I, I had such a blast watching this again. This well, yeah, just, let, me, let me just, of all of the, the cherry comms, at least at this point, we have planned to do for the summer. Um, this is the one that um, I probably like the most, but I have a very complicated like adult history with this movie <laughs> i didn't realize how much adult stuff was in here that i missed as a child like well there's that too <laughs> so yeah we'll get into that <laughs> but when i was a kid I, having loved this movie so much and then seeing it as a grown adult in my 20s i think was probably the first time i'd watched it since i was a kid and watched it HBO when the dvd came out <clears throat> and I was kind of horrified because it was just like, well, that this is awful. This is just a, a terrible movie. And I think I think prior to the DVD coming out, no, actually, it wasn't the DVD that I first saw it. It was when you bought a VHS <laughs> copy off of eBay for a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars! Oh my god! <laughs> Outrageous! Because it was impossible to find. It was not it was on DVD. It was. Yet. It was impossible to find. Yeah. It's the only way we could get it. And you bought that $100 VHS tape, and we went over to your house, and we went into your bedroom to watch it. Yeah. And I'll never forget watching it. Two things about that that I remember, which is like, what the hell is this? This is not the movie I remember loving. <laughs> right, this right. is terrible. And then um, your dad coming home from work <laughs> and coming in somewhere around the pumping and blowing song. <laughs> And there's Christopher Atkins, like, basically nude, wearing a loincloth, <laughs> prancing around. And your dad kind of, like, pokes his head and looks at the screen, looks at the two of us sitting there on the bed, <laughs> and then just kind of turns around and walks out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know what's going on. I don't want to know. I don't want to know, yeah. <laughs> now, I, would, I assume that you had a big crush on Christopher Atkins back then. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, like, I mean, like, I, as, as I you, did with, with Christy McNichol. Yes, I think we can. Yes, definitely. I mean, he's all skin in this movie. So this this was probably my sexual awakening. He was like a huge heartthrob back then, though, too. With this, like the Blue Lagoon, like he was everywhere. I look at it now and it doesn't do anything for me. But I can definitely see where as a, you know, a seven year old kid that uh, that this made a huge impact on me. And I'm sure it has a lot to do with the blonde hair and the fact that he uh, was just basically naked for the whole movie. Pretty much. Yeah. So at the and, beginning of this uh, yeah. movie, just to kind of catch people up here, so uh, Mabel, who is played by uh, Christy McNichol, she's very nerdy, glasses, you know, plaid shirt, jeans, and they're at this. What would you say? It's just almost like a what, like a pirate, like just demonstration, sort of like a. It's like, like pirate. It's like pirate uh, fest or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, like a, it's a great way to describe a pirate fest. So you have like, so you have uh, Christopher Atkins who's portraying this pirate, and all the girls are oogling over him and you know but Mabel's of course is the nerdy girl who doesn't fit in and and what we're basically seeing here is the structure of the movie which never occurred to me until I just watched it the other night is it's the Wizard of Oz because it starts out with all the characters that we'll see later playing heightened like pirate fantasy versions of themselves they're all in this opening section here but they're playing like it's like the real versions of them. And then yes. what'll happen is that she she gets 
knocked well, well we'll try to figure out the logic of it but she gets knocked out of a boat and she washes up on shore and the whole movie is a dream that she's having yeah. and all these people from the real world from this little you know weekend pirate festival thing uh, she's launched into a real like 18 or it was 1800s kind of like pirate yeah. adventure wherever like Christopher Atkins isn't just a guy demonstrating pirate swordplay he's actually a pirate yeah and all of you know the people that are playing pirates are really pirates and all of these women on the boat that we're seeing here that are her sort of pseudo friends but they treat her like crap are like her yeah. sisters i think yeah her sister yeah so they send her to get like mcdonald's and they're all on the boat and then as soon as she gets close they take the food and leave her behind <laughs> and they try to makes me hungry go for... molest christopher atkins <laughs> <laughs> this always makes me hungry for mcdonald's there's something about movies right. when they have this big bags pack full of mcdonald's that just makes me hungry for mcdonald's <laughs> So yeah, they left Mabel behind here, and, and it's very Sleeping Beauty too, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. There's a little bit of right? uh, the wicked, uh, or the yeah, the the wicked stepsisters kind of thing. Yeah, Cinderella. So she's gonna, Beauty kind of, yeah, she's gonna steal a, a, a small sailboat and try to chase down Christopher Atkins. <laughs> it's like this, this, uh, um, uh, which am I call it? Uh, I'm trying to blank on the name of the Jim Carrey movie reminds me of now. Oh, Truman Show, yeah. Truman well, Show. Because yeah. it looks like Truman <laughs> Show, because it looks it like does. it's being done on a soundstage. <laughs> the same soundstage, they, yeah. They intercut between an actual sailboat on the ocean and then this, like, really badly photographed, like, tank in a studio. <laughs> if even, it looks like a little right. pool and she's just flopping around. She falls in and somehow now a storm brews up. A big storm. Yeah. And then there's a dissolve, and she's been washed up on this beach. She didn't drown. She floated oh, yeah. all the way to the beach. And then this is when the fantasy thing. We zoom in on her face. And then we get literally get the dream wobble. The boo 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 At the Wayne's World thing. The Wayne's it's literally in the yeah. movie. <laughs> but it's not made for a joke. Like, it's meant to be serious. No. Uh-uh. And now we are in her dream Although now we are actually in the pirate movie. <laughs> yes, we're in the actual pirate movie. And there's a great... I love that shot that, that, that races over the top of the, the pirate ship there. Yeah. There's some good... Pi- I mean, the opening pirate stuff is from another movie called The Black Swan, but this is all... Um, this pirate ship is cool. Yeah, it's very cool. So Chris Rackens is a pirate now, and all these other pirates are attacking another pirate ship, which we don't see, I don't know, for budgetary yeah. reasons. <laughs> And now we have Ted Hamilton as the Pirate <laughs> King. And I have to say, when I was a kid, I wanted to be the Pirate King. Not the real Pirate King, but I wanted to play the Pirate King in like a stage version of the Pirate movie. <laughs> That's awesome. Like I would sing that song. I would right? like choreograph my own dance numbers with like a... As a sword, I would use like my dad's golf club, not the golf clubs, but the little tubes that the golf clubs sit in. That was always the sword that I would use. And I would actually perform to my recording of the I Am the Pirate King song, which incidentally I think is probably the best song in the movie. Well, you know what my favorite song is. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many good ones in this movie. It's, it's, it could it's, be. It's, it's, the, it's the song we got the autograph from. So, like, to tell everybody, so, like, you bought me this incredible. British, like, seven-foot Pirate King or Pirate Movie poster, pirate movie. and it's, it's, it's massive, and I remember I, I took it all the way to California because 
Christopher Atkins was going to be at the Hollywood Collector Show, <laughs> and uh, I had him sign it, and I had him sign it, you know, to Nick, keep pumping and blowing. <laughs> and I remember, I remember when we were unfolding this poster at his table, his daughter was there, and she was like, "Oh, that's the poster we have up at home." <laughs> like she's so embarrassed for some reason by this movie. <laughs> This is his best movie, I think. Christopher Atkins was, of course, probably best known for The Blue Lagoon. Yeah. Would you say? Certainly at, yeah, this, at the time sure. that this movie came out, he was, but probably still. For us, he's best known from the pirate movie. Yeah. But um, he was in not too many movies. He was he was no. kind of like one of those, um, like Alicia Silverstone. Like he was popular for about five years and then that was it like I'm really, really surprised popular. about that you know because i mean i'm surprised you just couldn't get by in his looks <laughs> you know what i well, mean i mean that's about a five year he was actually he was the first celebrity that i ever saw in the wild after we moved to california so i'm oh, at really? the galleria in sherman oaks and it was three months two months maybe after we moved here and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to see everybody. Like, I, we, the first time we go to the mall in Sherman Oaks, there's, there's a, you know, the the pirate movie guy. And he was with two young women. And I thought, oh, what a, you know, stud. He's he's like got a woman on each arm. But I think it was his daughter. So not much respect. <laughs> but he still looked young. He still yeah. looked youngish. He looked good when you, when, you, when you met him. He was in the Blue Lagoon. He was in, uh, apparently he was on Dallas for a while. He was in uh, a movie called, and I have this on VHS, but I still haven't watched it, called Beaks the Movie, about killer birds. <laughs> oh, great. What a great title. And uh, also he was in a movie that I've never seen, but now I'm dying to see, called Mortuary Academy. Oh, wow. And it's it's apparently it's a police academy clone about some nerds that inherit an academy for morticians. Which is run by a corrupt closet necrophiliac. Oh, God, that sounds wonderful. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, the part and of the movie, it's just such a fun, silly movie. Like, I'm really surprised that there was such hatred for this movie. Like, this, like, this is the most offensive thing that people have seen in their lives. Like, get out of here. Like, there are movies that I'll never, ever watch again just because they're just, they're just not even pleasant in the, you know, in the simplest way and like but this is just so much fun and smiling and say and you have everything in this movie you want some benny hill you know lightning speed running action you got it like anything you could possibly think of is in this movie <laughs> yep yeah it's featherweight this movie it's so light i mean it's perfect as a kid's movie yeah as an adult i can see where you know it's well i mean like we said it we had a bit of a period of uh disenchantment with this yeah which is really odd too i feel bad about that because like i said watching this again i was just like oh my god not only is this fun but all the adult jokes that i miss as a kid are (laughs) are so funny to me now (laughs) well you know what i can't remember what episode it was but we did talk about this movie on another episode somewhere and i had said you know we were talking about i don't remember if we talked about the movie itself i don't think we did oh some movies you love when you're a kid but then when you're an adult you realize that they're terrible and I cut in the pirate movie trailer as an example. <laughs> and I now feel kind of bad about that because just like you, when I rewatched it the other night, it was kind of like, you know what? I, I, 
still like this movie. Yeah, like, I still I felt I felt the warm fuzzy love for the movie. It was again. it was like a childhood hug, is what it felt like. It was just like remember yeah. me, remember we we had such good times back in the eighties. I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's not a great movie. And when I proposed no. that we do this commentary, I thought of it that it would fit in with the other movies that we're talking about, which which are more like movies that were kind of mixed on or that we know really probably aren't good movies. Um, uh, but we're going to have a guest on that really likes it kind of thing. But um, this doesn't fit that really. Cause I did enjoy watching it again. Not all of it. I mean, it's not, it's not a great movie, but it's a, it's a fun movie. I, I'm not sure if the wife lied to me or not, because I said to her the other day, I'm like, Hey, you want to watch a pirate movie with me? And she's like, no. And I'm like, lying. and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't think you've seen it. She's like, yeah, you showed it to me. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> we should have got her on this commentary track with us. <laughs> she could have been the guest, the convert. Yeah. So at this point in the movie, Frederick, uh, played by Christopher Atkins, is he wants he wants love, and he's sick of the pirate pirate way. So he's of age. So he he's going to leave them and. He, he doesn't like the way that they live, so he's going to, you know, fight against them. And so they they put him overboard. <laughs> yes. It's such a it's such a um, a sort of a threadbare plot. And that's the other thing I noticed watching it again. There's really nothing. There's no plot in this movie. Everything is literally just the, the thinnest of it's, lines it's, to get to the next love, song. Love conquers all. It's better than fighting. <laughs> Everybody yep. should just get along and love each other. I love the. I love that there's the two gay pirates in this. Yes, which I never. There's a lot of gay in here. Kid. There's a lot of sex in here. No, there's a lot of sex. You're like I was like I just remembering this watching as a kid. I'm like, wow, I really missed a lot of shit. I mean, like <laughs> the fact that it's the pirate like king calls Greece. calls Mabel nymph, <laughs> nymph, <laughs> nympho. No, nympho. no, he, she, he he goes nymph, nymphette, <laughs> and then he says nympho. That was the first time I'd ever heard that word. I knew it was dirty. Even then, I knew it was dirty. That, that still sounds like a dirty word to me. I think nympho is one of the dirtiest words there is. It just sounds dirty. But like oh Grease 2, which came out the exact same year as this movie, which was yep. also a musical, which is also a movie that we absolutely loved and we still love. How spoiler and which is we also <laughs> completely like drenched in sex gags. Yeah. I mean, that is a super sexual movie. Man, oh. I think the spyglass erection is coming up here when he's on the boat. And <laughs> There's he sees so the- many, <laughs> so many dick jokes and ball jokes in here. Like it's- <laughs> I'm, I'm so curious because my knee, my niece, one of my nieces is, uh, she's ten. I would love to show this to her because I, I just wonder if she would pick up on that stuff because she does, she does pick up on that stuff in some of the movies. So I wonder if she would like find that funny. <laughs> She might. She might. I, I would like to. Yeah, I would be curious to see what like a kid would think of this movie. It's a very kid-friendly movie. Well, you know what else Ken Anakin directed? We can jump to that right now because it's one of the worst movies ever made in the history <laughs> of cinema. Ever. Ever. The New Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. Okay. Now, I have not seen that probably since it was on HBO. But as a kid, I remember liking that. <laughs> so uh, truly, I, I would watch it every time that was on. 
Yeah, this could be a commentary. This could be our, the, the grand finale comment. I was going to suggest maybe Back to the Beach as our grand finale commentary. <laughs> but the new adventures of Pippi Longstocking, good why, God. Why do you hate it that much? I'm so curious. Oh, God. It is garbage. <laughs> garbage. <laughs> Terrible. A lot of people you know, you know, she went into, I think she went into it. porn. Porn. Yeah, oh, she did. God, what a great turn of career, huh? Like, oh, I, don't, I don't have a movie career? All right. Screw you, Hollywood. <laughs> she just liked being on camera. She just liked being on camera. Man. Let's, during this uh, unbearable number. Oh, let's talk about what's going on now is we've got the girls who were mean to Mabel at the beginning who are now like her sisters. Her sisters, yeah. They're her all, older sisters. They're all sort of spoiled, rotten brats yep. uh, related to like the, the, uh, the royalty or they're part of the 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 ri- their father's rich or something, right? Yeah, he's the he's the modern the major, day, general. major general. <laughs> yeah. So um, they're doing this excruciatingly long dance number on this beautiful beach, by the way. It reminds me of the beach from The Beach, the yes. Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Yeah. But um, this song, and I can't, I, I'm not a Gilbert and Sullivan expert. The most either of us know about Gilbert and Sullivan, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, is Topsy Turvy. That is correct. I've never seen Pirates of Penzance um, ever. So, you know, I, yeah. I know that they're mocking it, but I've still never seen it. So, well, you and I saw that movie together and loved it, Topsy Turvy. But yes. I will say, uh, I rewatched it for the first time a few months ago, totally not realizing we were going to do this. And um, I fast forwarded through every musical number. I still like the movie, but the musical numbers then we go on forever. And I really dislike Gilbert and Sullivan music. And I think this this song, I think, is an actual Gilbert and Sullivan song from the musical because what this movie does is it intermixes the Gilbert and Sullivan stuff with like early '80s pop music. Yeah, and the early '80s pop music is freaking great. And the Gilbert <laughs> and Sullivan is Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> so sometimes it just doesn't work. Let's talk about let's talk about eighty two though because eighty two we've talked about this uh, best movie year ever on uh, on the Grease two episode and it's generally considered the best movie year ever and I think it probably is along with eighty six and my best that that being said a personal opinion other people will argue of course but for me eighty two and eighty six but what do we have in eighty two E T yep. Dark Crystal Blade mm-hmm. Runner The Thing Grease two Tron Star Trek two The Wrath of Khan Poltergeist Fitzcarraldo, The Road Warrior, Secret of Nim, Conan the Barbarian, oh, man. The Pirate Movie. What a year. Oh, God, this doesn't end. Right? Ugh. It's insane. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> the- <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> so he's looking through a he's looking through a telescope at the girls like putting on this dance number and, and it just erects <laughs> and just goes out like another foot and a half. <laughs> oh my god. All these horny ladies, these nymphs on the beach. <laughs> and I think, oh, he jumps in the water and he comes up he on the shore. Benny Hill, this Benny Hill the, the swim. Benny, <laughs> fast Benny Hill swimming to get to the shore because he can't wait to get to the women. Yeah, this is pure Benny Hill. <laughs> and then when he comes up, there's a, I think there's a girl like holding a flower or something. And then she drops the flower and he says, I didn't mean to deflower you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, there's the flowers. Yep, yep. Why? <laughs> they're, they're all, now they're all scared of them. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to flower you. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. 
It's not even funny, but it's just dirty. <laughs> it is because you know what? You know what's funny to me? It's because like I didn't catch this shit as a kid. Like it's funny. Well, I didn't catch it either. I didn't catch it either. because it's like I don't understand how we watch it in the '90s and we didn't pick up on all this stuff. Some of it, yeah, was like, not right? as much as I noticed this time. He smells the floor. Okay, so he's. <laughs> But none of those women okay, are for this, him as as no because <laughs> as Mabel is the one. <laughs> Mabel is the one, and this song is awesome. This is great. I'll be honest with you; I really don't have a problem with any of the soundtrack. And I mean, and I and I totally get like I haven't watched Topsy Turvy, so I might very well agree with you in terms of not appreciating the songs. I don't mind them in this though. Like to me, that they were fine. Like I don't. There was no song that really bothered me. I think when we saw Topsy Turvy, we didn't realize as we were watching it that the song was going to go on for like the entire length of the song, sometimes <laughs> 10 minutes in a stretch. So we were just kind of waiting. But now knowing that it's going to go on for the whole song, it's easy to just fast forward to the character yeah. parts. I mean, this, oh, is just, this song this, is so good. They're just walking to each other on the beach. And, and you know, it's, almost, it's Beautiful just like beach. One, of those, one of those like 80s videos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you're totally right. Yeah, it's exactly like an 80s video. This is our, now. When did you see it? HBO as well. Yeah, yeah. This was our earliest ideas of like what romance was. For sure. I mean, because I mean, you know, this was, you know, that growing up stage where you know I was into the Music Man and all the musicals that Grandma got me into, and it was just this thing. And I mean, I I would say certainly I think I, I've always been a part of a romantic because I always wanted to, I always wanted to be that guy, whether it was you know the cool rider or. You know, to be Frederick, where you know you you, yeah. you you get the girl that you want and this and that, you know. So, but you know, yeah. I mean, Christmas Nickel, I man, I, I was crushing on her in this movie. It's so funny that we were both watching the same exact movies and we we're having the exact experience, just slightly reversed, <laughs> slightly reversed, yeah. <laughs> but it was the exact same thing. Well, you get rewarded more because he's like naked almost the entire time. Where you know, right. there's, there's, a, there's a few moments, there's a few moments where she takes off her top and exposes her her, you know her bra underneath or whatever <laughs> but you know but it's almost <laughs> like slow motion the slow, the slow motion of him running up with the shell and just like listen yeah, in slow she, motion and she's like listening oh wow <laughs> these and, these and we should describe of her yes. face in the water this, and <laughs> yes slow motion waves with this half dissolve of her face singing and his face singing to each other they're just falling. But this is <laughs> this is a dream within a dream. Yeah. This is like Christopher Inception. Nolan shit going on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Because they're singing to each other, but they're not actually it's not actually happening. They're just imagining this moment is frozen in time for this whole song First Love to play. And they're even riding horses. Yeah, on the riding beach. horses on the beach, yeah. All in slow motion because love is a slow motion experience. I'm me. always I'm always impressed by people who can like ride horses together like in romantic fashion because it's never ever pleasant anytime I've ridden a horse. It's always just like it's always just like the least sexual right? thing because yeah, your exactly. balls are getting crushed. <laughs> right. And you're trying to stay on and not fall off and you're trying to guide the horse. You're like, what the hell? But everybody seems to ride perfectly parallel on the beach. <laughs> first kiss. See this again, a, this, this is, is a like big the kiss first time. too for like That's young a, kids too, right? I it's mean, it's a very uh that's a good kiss. Yeah. Like if you want to like textbook kiss in the movies at that it, age, yeah, it's like, right. oh, that's kissing. Yeah. Like right. I remember thinking, Ugh, like, yeah, <laughs> like you can see some tongue. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that or not. 
<laughs> Hope she brushed her teeth. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. So this is, yeah, this is just... <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about 80s musicals. Because uh, I know you like a lot of the older musicals. Yeah. But... Well, a lot of that, too, Would was you, by Osmosis, you know, from from Grandma, ex- with the exception yeah. of The Music Man. The Music Man hit me hard. Like, that one, like, I was so in love with. Yeah. I think for me, um, musicals were, along with sci-fi and musicals, were my two favorite genres in the early 80s. Oh, yeah. And, the, and and going through the whole 80s, we got so many good musicals that are not appreciated now or that are considered campy or just bad, whereas people still look back on you know, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers or West Side Story, whatever, as some sort of classics to be remade, you know, by Steven Spielberg and shit. And I say, you know, if you like that stuff, great. Not my thing, really. I'm not really a big fan of old musicals. Even The Music Man, which I own because you like it, but I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> Why are you not a big fan of The Music Man? You got to show poopy. That should be, well, that should be the, the hook that gets everybody. <laughs> but the 80s had the best musicals because we had This and Grease 2. We had Popeye, yeah. which I was equally as obsessed with as the pirate movie. We had Annie. Annie yeah. also came out the same year as these as Grease Two and Pirate. Now you like Annie, yes? Love Annie. Okay, great. Love okay. Annie. That was another one of those movies as a kid that I, I completely loved. Uh, little, uh, little Shop of Horrors in '86. Yeah. Blues Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Labyrinth and any of the Muppet movies, really, because the Muppet sure. movies were all musicals. Uh, Follow that bird. Um, Back to the beach. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because because then there was like a big gap of like, I felt like there was no musicals. And then I think like like Moulin Rouge then sort of like was the, the big step into like bringing yeah, all that yeah, stuff yeah. back. And every once in a while, one will hit that'll that'll be, that'll kind of take Greatest Showman hit. Even yeah. though that was kind of maligned when it first came out, it, it built an audience. Yeah, for sure it did. That was That was really interesting because it was, yeah, there wasn't like a lot of push for it, but then all of a sudden, and it wasn't like it had to wait to come out on video. Like there was a push while it was still in theaters, but there yeah. was a gap. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention the Apple. There's another great musical from the early '80s. I, you know, I have not Mary seen Stewart. it, but I own that because you told me to buy it. So. Ooh, maybe a commentary episode. <laughs> all the jokes where he tries to lean on his sword in the sand. The pirate king just falls over. <laughs> Yeah, the humor is very pratfally, <laughs> slapsticky. Close to the curb. Even the music, the score is like very Mickey Mousey. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's it's oh, it's very colorful though, very bright, very silly though. And it, like I said, I don't mind that. It's I don't mind the lightheartedness of this. It's yeah, it's super light. It's super light. So the pirate, the pirate king has landed on shore, and now they're all. Going to rape and pillage the sisters, but like rape in this movie is uh, is a different kind of. There's a different type of tone with that word in this movie. I guess it's more. Yeah, it's yeah, more like ticklish and, and playful. <laughs> than, yeah, they throw them over their shoulder and slap them on the ass and tickle them. Yeah. it's like yeah, it's not really. Yeah, I didn't think I'd call it rape. It's more like molest and pillage, maybe. Molest and pillage, yeah. <laughs> where it's like one of those things where, like, instead of saying like 
you know, a hard no. It's more of like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, you know, but it's like this playful, yeah, yeah this playful tee hee hee. Yeah, not not the most politically correct. This movie would not fly today. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Definitely not, especially considering that they all end up together at the end. So the women fall in love with the men that try to, you know, attack them. And oh my god, can you imagine? Like, if this was released today, like the pirate, there would be like pirate king hats. <laughs> Like there would be like this, this just this group of people who are just like I like the pirate king and all he all his shenanigans, and he's got this what like bedazzled codpiece that he wears. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love his costume. Ted Hamilton plays the pirate king, and Ted Hamilton was. Um, you know what's funny is until I was researching for this commentary, I honestly thought Ted Ham. I don't know why I thought this. I thought Ted Hamilton was George Hamilton's brother. Oh my God! So did I. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he's not. He's Australian. He's mainly did a lot of TV stuff. He was in the Love Boat, um, Hawaii Five O, Blue Thunder, um, Mash, stuff like that. He was also a singer, I guess. I mean, obviously from this movie, he's singing, doing his own singing. But he was also the producer, executive producer on this movie, and I think he was. Uh, integral in getting this thing off the ground the original director was going to be richard franklin who directed psycho 2 fx2 yeah and most importantly directed link the killer awesome. monkey movie produced by rick mckellen he almost directed the pirate movie <laughs> what a what a what a great list of movies that's awesome <laughs> But instead, for whatever reason, he did uh, did not do it, and Ken Anakin got the job. Ken Anakin directed um, a couple of movies from my childhood, at least, including Swiss Family Robinson, which I loved when I was a kid. Um, well, just that one, really. And then he directed a bunch of them that I never heard of or saw. He did the, those magnificent men in their flying machines, and also one of my favorite all-time titles, though I've never seen the movie, those daring young men in their jaunty jalopies. <laughs> Great title. Great title. And, of course, The New Adventures of Pippi Longstocking, which is uh, <laughs> excremental. Uh, so with big screen superstar Dick Van Patten is in that one. Now, if you had the choice of which one you had to watch multiple times before before your life ends, would you mm. prefer to watch The Adventures of Pippi Longstocking or Teen Witch? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I would just end it right then and there. Because <laughs> the, the wife was cleaning yesterday, and she was like, yeah, I was cleaning while I was watching Teen Witch. And I'm like, oh, my God, you should tell Dustin you watched it. <laughs> just- <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Even I Zelda Rubenstein so can't save it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Awful. Now, this is so an this original is- song, right? No, this is, is this not actually original? Gilbert. This is the Gilbert and Sullivan song. Yes, you can tell because it's got that. It's got that sound. But then they went in, and they changed some words to make modern day references, like Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Thing. Right. But yeah, this is one of those on the on the borderline songs where, as a kid, I liked it. I liked the energy of it. Now I, I just it's not for me. Not for you? No, I, I still anymore. like I said. Like I said, I really don't have a problem with the music in this movie. I, I, I don't have a problem with any of the new stuff. It's the Gilbert and Sullivan stuff that just kind of—it's <laughs> like 
nails on a chalkboard. There's, this is kind of a, 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 a an uptight snootiness about Gilbert and Sullivan music. It's proper and <laughs> and you know it's 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 so. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Sugar cubie? <laughs> no, not no, not even like the like the exact opposite. It's like so mathematical. Oh, okay, I get you. That's that's a good word to describe it. So Mabel wants to marry Frederick, but Mm. they can't because he is not rich. Yes. So her dad, who's the modern maid general, says, you know, the pirate king has a map on his back to the treasure. So if he can get the treasure, then then he can marry her. Yeah, a ridiculous plot. <laughs> it's not ridiculous but, but, when you find out how, what they have to do to get it, though. That's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so thin, but it's fine. It works. It, it works yeah. for this movie. We, we just missed that moment that I always loved when I was a kid when all the pirates in tandem say, oh, shit. Yeah, there's lots of swearing in here. See, <laughs> another thing you're looking for swearing, pirate movies got it, right? Sex, got it. Uh, you know, inappropriate jokes, it's there. Like, slapstick, yeah. it's there. Like, what else do you want? It's got everything. Kissing. Yeah. Singing. And it's weird, too, because, like, Mabel and Frederick have, like, the, almost the same hair. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do just squint. It looks like they're kissing this, like, the, she's kissing her clone. <laughs> oh, my God. They do look exactly alike. They really do. Maybe that's what they always talk about, how, like, you start to look like your spouse. <laughs> Maybe this is why I'm not, I, I'm not attracted to, like, super masculine macho men. <laughs> I was, I was groomed on like Frederick Christopher Atkins. Then there's like this the running fact. bit <laughs> yeah, that he's an alcoholic. <laughs> yes, that he's an alcoholic, and it becomes a plot issue at the end of the movie. <laughs> he's always trying not to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because in 1882, alcoholism was hysterical. <laughs> I mean, it was was it eighty one that the the greatest uh, alcohol uh, alcoholism is hysterical comedy of all time came out Arthur. Arthur, yeah, oh my, where God. the whole the whole like the comedy engine was he's drunk again. <laughs> he's only funny <laughs> when he's drunk. Diamonds, rubies, gold coins. Oh, what a nice boy! Even if it wasn't his money. <laughs> it was written by Trevor Ferrant or Ferrant, who doesn't have a lot of credits actually. A little bit of TV stuff, laughing. Uh, edited by Ken Zemke, who edited The Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. So we just, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Here's like, here's the plan. So, like, Mabel and Frederick are like taking their clothes off. Like, Frederick's like, He's never seen a woman like that before. And she's <laughs> get into her, her things, you know, and, and it's, it's interesting about her character too. In this too is like, you know, in, in real life, she's this nerdy girl who's shy and whatever, but like in her dream, she's very much like a lot of the women that we like in the movies, right? Like she's a dependent, she's tough. Yeah. You know, willing to take risks. She's, you know, she's ready for battle. She's um, the brains of the She's movie. the brains. Yeah, she yeah. said the body's an eight, but the mind is a 10. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That one just happened. <laughs> So she's going to go seduce 
the Pirate King. And while he's turned on, she's going to have him, you know, try to trick him into stripping down so that way Frederick can write down the, make a copy of the map. Yes, because the map is on his back. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like Waterworld tattoo. Like. <laughs> You're right, <laughs> totally a Waterworld. Yes, it's on his back, and this is when they find the map. Then he's going to get the treasure, and then the, because he has the treasure, he's rich, and then he can marry her, and it's completely ridiculous. But that's what it is. <laughs> but like you said, really, it's just so we can have a scene like this where she's trying to seduce him. He's falling right. for it. And Christopher Atkins is like comedy, like ogling through the window with a piece of paper and a pen trying to like copy the map from his back onto the paper. <laughs> and his research called her nymph. <laughs> <laughs> and just like this, this creepy old man chasing this young girl around too. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Even as a kid, I was like, ew. <laughs> That's gross. That guy's old and leathery. <laughs> old and leathery. He's very leathery. And here's where he's, he's got a sword <laughs> with like bullets or BBs in it. These jokes. Oh these yeah, swords like a can do other things. Gun yeah. sword. <laughs> gun sword. Yeah. Yeah, he's just gross. He's just a gross old man. He's just horny. He's just looking for love, too. You know. This was a thing in the 80s, though. Yes, this is very true. old-ass men would be, like, the leads of movies, and then they'd have, like, a 20-something-year-old girl that supposedly was interested in them. Like Bond movies? (laughs) Like every movie. Like, (laughs) basically every movie. Yeah. It didn't matter how the the male lead looked with Warren Beatty or Harrison Ford or... Right, as long as they were good-looking leading men, it didn't matter, right? Sean Connery. I mean, I I find it hard to believe that you know a twenty-year-old woman would find a fifty or sixty-year-old Sean Connery in any way sexually appealing, but they did in the movies. Yeah, but that just goes to show who's making the movies. I think we talked about this on the Halloween <laughs> Three episode with Tom <laughs> yeah, Atkins. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, oh I love that. That so he throws the knife. And it almost hits Christopher Atkins, who's peeking in the window, in the face. And that shot, I played that shot back three times to see how they did it. Uh It literally looks like they just threw a knife at the wall right next to Christopher Atkins' face. (laughs) That was an incredibly dangerous-looking stunt. Didn't look like a reverse shot at all. How about a drink first? Let's get sloshed. Help yourself. Some on the windows here. So yeah, now she's just trying. Oh wait, to there's a good, there's a, there's a good sex joke coming here. Cheers. Uh, bottoms up. Aha, ladies' choice. Right there, <laughs> bottoms up, and he says, "Oh, ladies' choice." <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there? Wasn't isn't there another one come up where he talk, like where he talks about like the size of his 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 junk? Uh, maybe. Wouldn't like where where she where she. <sighs> Oh my god! I'm trying to remember what the joke was, but it was like absolutely like about like the size of his penis or something like that. It was like one of those like Elvira jokes where it's just like you know, how's your head? No, I'm not, no complaints, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something like that, you know. But for an older man, uh, which I'm gonna call it, the Pirate King's in good shape. He's in good shape, sure. No, but I mean, from the neck down. <laughs> 
<laughs> reminds me of my my stepmom. I took her to the Hollywood Collector Show one time, and we saw the cast of Three's Company, the surviving cast, and Priscilla Barnes. And uh, she said Priscilla Barnes looked like her face was melting off. Now, bear in mind that my stepmom is like the nicest person, but she's also very blunt. Like she'll just say what comes to her mind. <laughs> and she saw, she saw uh, um, Joyce DeWitt because she just made the comment about, about uh, Priscilla Barnes face melting off. I said, well, what do you think of Joyce DeWitt? She looks pretty good now still. Huh? And she goes, well, from the neck down. <laughs> <laughs> She's very blunt. She, she also met captain. Ah, uh, oh, shit. What was his name? I can't remember. Phil something or other from the love boat. And, Captain Steubing? Uh, I think Captain Steubing. Well, was it Captain Steubing? Was he the captain? I don't think it was the captain. What, whoever it was, it was somebody from the love boat. Gopher? And Doc? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Doc! It was Doc. <laughs> Doc. It was Doc. She got an autograph from him. And then um, she's like, do you mind if I get a picture uh, as well so I can show my sister that I met you? And he's like, oh, of course. It's just an extra $20. And she goes, oh, it's not worth it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Damn. Truth. Yeah, this, this, okay, so now he's still posing for her. Well, oh, well, uh, Frederick is copying the map. <laughs> and now she's blindfolded him. So this might be our first, uh, Childhood introduction to, um, what do they call it? Like Fifty Shades of Grey type stuff. Because <laughs> guess who wants it instead? Dressed almost just like Mabel. Yeah, what's her <laughs> name? His counterpart, Ruth. <laughs> Ruth, who's like the older, like his age, like the, the appropriate woman for him. Yeah, this, this would have been my grandma. Not just by name, but by <laughs> mm-hmm. sexual nature. Like she's, she wants grandma wants to get it on with somebody. <laughs> she's quite good. She feels like something out of like a Carry On movie or like a like a Benny Hill type thing to begin with. Maggie yeah. Fitzpa- Maggie Kirkpatrick was her name. She did a lot of Australian TV. Was Benny Hill British or was Benny Hill Australian? I really thought he was British. I don't think he was Australian. Because it's very Australian sense of humor, and it's it's funny because they shot this movie in Australia, and I think a lot of that kind of sense of of uh, humor comes through in the movie. Yeah, Benny Hill's from Southampton. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now they're gonna sh- they're gonna sink the ship, but they don't want to kill anybody, so they put. They put uh, flotation devices on everybody. <laughs> and here we got some slapstickiness where they're going to sink their own ship. And then my favorite song is coming up next here. Oh, what yeah, Pumping and Blowing. Pumpin before, before we get to that, let's talk about the costume design in this movie. Uh, w- uh, the, the costume design that there is, not really for Chris Rackens, but for the people that are actually wearing clothes. <laughs> yeah, the ones that are wearing clothes, yeah. Done by Aphrodite Kondos. Great name. Uh, yeah, right? And she has some, speaking of dirty things, she has some of the most awesomely dirty-sounding uh, filmography I've ever seen. She did a movie called Dick Down Under. <laughs> She did a movie called Spank, 
And the best one, uh, should be called the sound of one hand clapping. <laughs> wow. Wow. She doesn't do the quest, the quest with Henry Thomas, which was one of the most disappointing movies of my childhood. Cause it was like about a monster in a lake or something. And then at the end, the monster turns out to be like an old broken down bulldozer at the bottom of the lake. Do you remember that movie? Uh, no, I that don't. Was just that a, sounds, a huge that sounds letdown. All right, so here we are, pumping and blowing. Take it away, your favorite song. Explain what's oh, happening. <laughs> so Mabel is pumping air into Frederick's underwater helmet so he can breathe while he's searching for the treasure. But what happens in this wonderful underground ocean side here is we have cartoon animatics, <laughs> which are <laughs> awesome. Pirate <laughs> fish. <call> animatics. <laughs> animatics. <laughs> <laughs> like these yeah like these these yeah <laughs> like these fish with like <laughs> pirate earrings and hats and <laughs> and fish with boobs <laughs> it's really cheap animation too oh my god but again you get cartoons in this movie yeah too. like so again, again anything you everything. want is in this movie people like one person like in a review said it was you know a ripoff of everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that you're not aware of that. Like, I can, you know, this, that wasn't like it was like a mistake. Like, oh, did we rip somebody off? Like, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a tribute to everything. What's extra good about this is that it's Christopher Atkins underwater digging up the treasure, but it's totally like uh, dry for wet. So there's right. people blowing <laughs> bubbles in the background. <laughs> And so he finds the buried treasure. It's a good song. It's a great song. Yeah, I like it. I just thought like, the fact that he signed out on the poster hysterical. Keep pumping and blowing. <laughs> Christopher Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> I still have yet to meet uh, Christy McNichol. Um, she does. She does cons but they're always kind of like rare far away ones that's like I mean, she's always seems to be just a little bit out of reach but she's always she charges always way too much way too much i was at a convention <laughs> it was a hollywood collector show which i think she does frequently and she was there and i saw her and i'm like oh from the pirate movie but oh it's like 70 dollars for an autograph i mean the, well like, the thing is i mean i'll just i'll just pay it because i have to i have to complete it with the two the two but, but you're so a completion like that yeah, you're complete, it, yeah you'll just i'll, I'll have a, like a, a an ethical like moral yeah. barrier that i refuse i won't it's ridiculous i'm not paying 70 dollars for christy mcnichols autograph you're like well i got to of course i have i have to, to now well i have to right <laughs> if i didn't have any signatures i wouldn't do it but now that i have his well now i have to have hers <laughs> right i can't i can't let that poster go with just the one you know oh, wait, i mean a hell, good, there's a good even slap Anakin is, or not Anakin, but even um, Ted Hamilton is still alive, right? Yeah. I mean, if he does a Hollywood collector show, <laughs> yeah. I'll get his on there too, you know. So we just missed the good uh, uh, slapstick gag there with the, the pool cue <laughs> going through the, the, the pool table. And I, I, for the rest of my life, I've always worried that that's going to happen whenever I play pool. Right? Absolutely. Also... I don't know if we missed the first one or not, but there is a running series of monocle gags in this movie. My boy, the job is yours. Rid me of these villains. What's that? His monocle that he wears in his eye. And there's a running series of jokes associated with the monocle breaking or falling. 
And I and I, I honestly, any movie that has a series of monocle gags cannot be all bad. <laughs> So we're more than halfway through this movie now. We're 49, we're about 49 minutes into it. And you're like, what's going on? And you're like, well, nothing but love and swashbuckling and <laughs> and sex. Sex, sex gags. <laughs> Perverts I mean, that, that, and uh, That cartoons. scene of him like posing and her doing the thing and like, and like uh, Frederick like kind of like watching like kind of like an exhibitionist type scenario going and then the blindfold i mean that's probably the most sexual thing that we had yeah, seen as for kids sure. up to that point yeah. i mean fucking weird so maybe that made us dysfunctional sexually for the rest of our lives i don't know <laughs> so now the, the pirate king and and uh frederick are fighting and you get this little bit of like oh, little bit of hill action um <laughs> you get the you get like a little bit of swordness crashing through windows and um but it's respectful because, you know, they respectful they help of he, what? Well, oh, well because other? remember when the pirate king almost falls to a death? He's like, you know, come on, can we fight someplace in a safer spot? <laughs> well, know, don't they come in through a window and somebody has a like the butler has drinks and they take a moment to have the, the yeah they have a drink together. yep yeah. yep well because Ruth wants to well Ruth wants to shoot Frederick but the well she really wanted to have sex with him right she's got one of the weirdest lines in the movie. <laughs> Where they're like, Frederick, you've turned 20. And she's like, oh, we've waited 20 years for this. And then she jumps on him. It's like, what? <laughs> you've had this idea for 20 years? That's messed up. Because I've sworn to thank So if we look at Nick's checklist so far, we have cute girl. We have action. We have, we have animation. We have sex jokes. We have slapstick. Um, like we're just hitting all these all these great beats, and soon we're going to hit another one on Nick's checklist, which is magic tricks <laughs> that are coming up. <laughs> we're also going to hit another one, Star Wars, and Star Wars. Like I remember as a kid when that happened, I was just like, "That was the coolest." Oh thing god, ever. oh god! I'm like, all my worlds are colliding now. <laughs> it's like, I, I was totally sold. I was totally sold right? when when the the, the pirate swords turned into lightsaber. My question now is that canon? <laughs> is it canon yes. that, that Obi Wan yes. spoke to Frederick? Well, it's it would be considered Star Wars Legends now, Legends like of not Star necessarily Wars. canon, but it's still it's still part of the it's legend in that expanded universe. universe. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's some pretty good fast swordplay. I also you want to just mean? say we need we need to make sure that we keep the Nick Nick's list uh, idea alive and bring that back for every movie now <laughs> and see if, how many things on Nick's list gets uh, gets checked off. Here comes the drink scene. The drink scene, and I don't know what's in it, but I love the color blue in this drink. Oh, right, look no, at it that. looks it looks like the drinks that we had at uh, the Star Wars Celebration five hundred first party. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it was almost a dick cutting joke because he told him to watch because he almost cut his balls on the. Sharp window. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. there was that close-up of his crotch just going over <laughs> it. <laughs> Magic tricks. <laughs> Everybody's yep. cutting candles, and it's working and not working. And <laughs> it comes back later, doesn't? Uh, make yeah, it, make yeah, the candles yep. fall. <laughs> yeah, because the pirate king cut some candles; and they didn't fall over. 
if anyone's listening to this and, and, and getting frustrated <laughs> that, that you're not able to like follow what the story is, trust me, we're giving you everything that's in the story. It's all there. <laughs> you're not it's missing anything. No. Why is there a casket there? I, I've always wondered why there just happens to be a casket inside. It looks this. like it looks like it's a church room because there's a cross on the table. But were right? they planning there... on having a funeral or something? It's just, well, maybe... it's just kind of this. Maybe oh, look at, so. Here's the here's the magic trick. So the pirate king oh, yeah, is yeah, in this yeah. casket, and Frederick's putting swords through the casket, and he's like, "Ha ha, I got you!" And then he lifts it up, or, or all of a sudden he gets a tap on the back, and the pirate king's there, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> and he gives him that little, he blows him that little that kiss. weird, like, <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> like, "Hey, baby." That's what's right walking a fine line, right? Yeah, a very fine line of being homophobic joke, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it a pass. And then, uh, so like when he lifts up the casket, it's obviously empty. And then, and then the pirate king produces a dove, which all magicians should do at least one point in their lives. <laughs> There's a good stunt coming up here, right? Yeah. Here, when he steps in the chair, look at that. That looked dangerous. That was, didn't yeah, it? It, looked dangerous. it did look dangerous. Yeah. So now they're like he stepped in, this... in a chair and 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 jumped over the rail, but there was nothing below him, so he could have easily fallen. And it was the actor doing that. So. And the Pirate King used some some Sith powers and leaps up to the next balcony. And then Frederick does this fall onto the chandelier. Good stunt. Yeah, good yeah. swing on the chandelier stunt there. And the Pirate King sees how much fun it is, so he goes on the other side and jumps <laughs> to the other <laughs> chandelier. <laughs> and now they have this, this yeah. like, uh, what, what was that? What was that show back in the day? Uh, Circus of the Stars. Yes, it's like the <laughs> man, the flying trapeze type. Uh, Where you put course, celebrities in danger. <laughs> Somebody get needing the balls. There, yeah. that's on your list, I'm sure. Right. Yep. Yep. Crotch shots. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's got the sword pointed at his balls. Yeah. Yeah. And he said nuts, <laughs> and then the double entendre them too. <laughs> them too. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible, but I love it. It, I, yeah, I love that those are those are still in a movie, always there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes the the Alec Guinness rip off. Yeah, because Frederick doesn't have his sword, but all of a sudden the sword lights up, lights up green, and he hears like what Obi Wan say something about the Force. <laughs> yes, and also let's say a green lightsaber in 1982. It it pre, uh, yeah, pre uh the, the Return of the Jedi green lightsaber. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that not be amazing? Because this is before Return of the Jedi that that's where they got the idea from. <laughs> it looked great. Could, could could the pirate movie have inspired Return of the Jedi? Like, what a great like Very <laughs> connection, you know. Worst movies have inspired the Star Wars uh, series. So that's true. So Ruth, as they're as the they're about to kill each other, Ruth provides a incredibly large document that shows that Frederick was born on a leap year, so he is only like five years old, technically according to the Pirate King, and therefore he cannot leave the pirates. He 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 cannot marry Mabel. He cannot side with the with the general. That he has to stay with the pirates. And Frederick is a man of honor, so he's going to honor that promise. One good thing. See, everybody, everybody's by their word. <laughs> yes. It is a very honorable film. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? Frederick spills the plans to the pirate king. He's like, yeah, they're going to attack you. They got the treasure. Anything else you want to know? Yeah, he kind of blows it here, Frederick. 
you lose a little bit of respect for him in this. I was your age. I could say farewell three times in an hour. Not for him. Another sex joke. <laughs> Tell you what, his sexual stamina. <laughs> I love this. It's PG. Oh, yeah, great. good old PG. Oh. There's a monocle joke. Monocle joke, joke popped out. <laughs> <laughs> is this how can I live without her? This is exactly what that is, right? Because now he's at a crossroads. So good, so right? good. Did you get the the video I sent you this morning? Yes. Christopher Atkins <laughs> singing "How Can I Live Without Her" on Countdown, an Australian like music show, in front of a oh. bunch of oh, lip syncing. I should say lip syncing, because apparently there's some word out there that Chris Rackins did not do his own singing, which I found very hard to believe because it sounds like him. It does and sound so, like him. You're telling me he's not singing in the pirate movie? He is singing. I dug a little bit deeper. He did sing, but it's heavily processed to make Aww. him sound good. So it, if you hear. It almost sounds like there's two people singing, two or three people singing, like at the same time. It has almost, it's like pre-auto-tune auto-tune, <laughs> where it's like they harmonized the, the different versions of the voice, the different takes to kind of make one that sounded okay or something. Oh, man. Christy McNichol did her own singing, though, because she was a singer. Yeah, she was a singer, yeah. I like the fact so he can see her. He so he can see her face in the baptism pool. <laughs> he was trying to scoop her out and it doesn't work. And now we get this montage of, of, like you know, romantic moments and funny moments of them together, where she, she pushes him into a pond and it's funny to her because he's wet now. But she just wanted his shirt off, which happens in the next. That, see, this is like Attack of the Clones right here. Right? Yes, this is the Attack of the Clones thing. Where they're just there's no, they're not doing anything. He's just. He's just doing push-ups and taking his shirt off for her, and she's just clapping and laughing because he's half naked and, you know. And I just love these fades and... It's very music, 80s music it, video. It's very Grease too, right? I mean, it's... I think this song I, and I think First Love were released as singles, I think. Wow. I like, uh, the, now, there, now there's this part where the butler is coming up out of the lake to bring them more blue juice... And then he yes, gets back well, into the lake. <laughs> to remind us that it's a dream sequence. Yeah, it's, it's not a dream really sequence. Happening. Yeah, this is not really... We're, yeah, this is Inception level two. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, at the height of symbolic subtlety, <laughs> he climbs into the casket because yeah. he cannot live yeah. without this, this yeah. girl. He can't be a pirate and, and be with Mabel at the same time. Frederick yeah. must choose. <laughs> he chose and being a pirate. What a terrible yeah. choice. Yeah, what an right? awful choice. Because he just wants to follow the, the rules. Right. Although the pirates are really into the same thing, right? Because they just want to molest and pillage. So, I mean, really, <laughs> I mean, like, they're not so different. I don't think they can marry, though. Isn't that the thing? Oh, is Isn't that the thing? thing? Oh, right. oh, and oh, here's a Nick checklist. Fourth wall, fourth wall broke. <laughs> right? Like, amazing. Right? Like, who doesn't? Who didn't love that in the 80s when somebody broke right? the fourth wall? Because you're like, oh, my God, I'm part of this movie now. <laughs> Do you remember getting really excited about the Christian Slater movie Cuffs? Because I'd read that he broke the fourth wall through the whole Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see that. <laughs> 
That's from the Muppets. That's because we grew up with the Muppets and they always did that. So it's like Muppets always license to drive Ferris. Oh Bueller. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was in the trailer of License to Drive. Where he's like, yes, easy girl. <laughs> harmless drive. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and those rather feminine pleated shirts and all that leather. Mabel! Hey, I'm not prejudiced. Christy McNichol. This is where she asks Frederick if he's gay. <laughs> yes, but she does say, I'm not prejudiced. Just yeah, want I'm you to know I'm not yeah, prejudiced. Just, I just like, want to know because yeah, I don't want to right. get into this thing. And, right. you know. All kidding aside. I want you to live your Tell live your truth, Frederick. Right? Yeah, exactly. Christy McNichol was in um, – a couple of weird movies that I remember vividly when I was a kid, even though I never saw either of them, they both scared me because they were on HBO all the time. Uh, only when I laugh, which was a movie about alcoholism. <laughs> what a great title for some, some horrible alcoholic well, That's what was drama. scary about it. Cause it was like, yeah, it was the contrast between the sort of comedy surface and the dark underbelly. And then just the way you are, which was about a disabled, Woman with a leg brace. <laughs> oh my god! Both of those movies frightened me when I was a child because they were serious subjects that were being sort of glossed with comedy. It was almost like stealth drama, and that that scared me as a kid. I don't know why. She was also in a, a really interesting, controversial movie uh, from Sam Fuller called White Dog. The White Dog, yes, that's the racist dog, right? Yes, where it's a yeah, it's a dog that's trained to attack and kill African Americans. What the hell? Well, fucked up movie, fucked up concept, but uh, you know, obviously not a racist movie. Although maybe some people might say it's it's dealing with racism. It's talking about racism. That's a really interesting movie. Wow, it's a hard movie to watch. But it's an the only movie. thing I've I've really seen McNichol in because I was loyal to her because of this movie was uh, the show Empty Nest that she was on. Yeah, you know what? I'd never watched that. That was a spinoff of Golden Girls, which yes. I love Golden Girls, but I never yes. liked Empty Nest. I didn't like David There were a Leisure few spinoffs that I got into, and, and that that was one. That, like, Three's a Crowd, that one I watched. Oh, oh God, no. <laughs> I was so loyal to, to John Three's Ritter. a Crowd is like the Golden <laughs> Palace. Like, it just didn't happen. <laughs> Didn't happen. It was a dream. What about Felipe? And <laughs> Felipe's great on Three's Company. Yeah. But no, Three's a crowd, hideously bad. That should oh. never have happened. Oh. What about the I Ropers? Thought, awful. The Ropers is awful. <laughs> Incidentally, we just watched we just watched we just watched Cleopatra Jones in the Casino of Gold the other night, which I highly recommend. So good. It's like a mid-70s. I didn't want to call it a black exploitation movie because I don't think it is. It's a kung fu uh, like uh, cop movie. Is that, is that with Grace Jones or is that with no, no? It's with um, I can't believe I can't remember her name because she's so badass. I'm going to look it up because I want to make sure I say it right. But, but the reason that I was just reminded of it is that Norman Fell was in it as like the police chief that sends Cleopatra on her uh, on her mission. <laughs> Cleopatra Jones and the actress's name was I gotta get this out of her because she's so badass and she only did a few things and she should have done more Tamara Dobson look up Tamara Dobson look up the Cleopatra Jones movies they're both a blast you said Tamara Johnson Tamara Dobson Dobson 
I used to think that. Um, oh, look at that Christy. gorgeous afro she's got! Oh my god. Yeah, like, she's I'm just beautiful. Thinking, like this afro is just like an absolute beast, but it's gorgeous. Oh Tamara Dobson is gorgeous, and she's she's like the most I don't give a shit like character of any movie I've ever seen. Oh, Every she scene away. she's in, she did. Yeah, way too Aww. young. Every scene she's in, she's wearing like full like she's going to like a fashion shoot. The sunglasses, oh, wow. the hats, but she's in the middle of action scenes. So she's like doing cartwheels and flipping around and shooting guns, badass shooting guns. She's like the best gun shooting face I've ever seen. Better than Arnold, better than Sly, better than all those guys. But um, she she never, nothing ever falls out of place. The hair's perfect. The makeup's perfect. The, the hat stays on. It's amazing. Federal Agent Jones, Tamara Dobson, tries to rescue her framed boyfriend from a drug queen pervert known as Mommy, played by Shelley Winters. Oh, my God. That's the first one, and that's incredible. Oh, my (laughs) God. By the way, by the way, Rotten Tomatoes for that movie is at 80%. Walmart reviewers give it a five out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go, Walmart reviewers. What more do you need to know? (laughs) What what did Walmart say about the pirate movie? (laughs) I'm afraid Um, to know. Uh, Walmart has not reviewed the pirate movie. Um, well, they don't even know about it. Has it. This, it has the same IMDb score as the Cleopatra Jones. Although, instead of the 80% that Cleopatra Jones has, Rotten Tomatoes gives pirate movie a 9, with TV Guide listing it as 19%. Damn. That's brutal. That is brutal. brutal. Although 4,436 people have reviewed the pirate movie on IMDb, so I'm very content with that. Well, there's only seven people who have seen out of 10. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As long as they see it. I don't care if they like it or not. Just see it. Yeah. I was going to so say, I used to think that uh, that Christy McNichol was on Too Close for Comfort for some reason, but she wasn't. I no, she was that. not. No. Jim J. Bullock was. Jim J. Bullock was. That is true. Who? So while we were sadly, talking, there was a montage I just want to say Jim J. Bullock because I don't think we'll ever get a chance to say Jim J. Bullock <laughs> on any episode ever again. I, wasn't he also on like Hollywood Squares? He was always on Hollywood Squares. Him and Shadow Stevens. Yeah. Shadow Stevens. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Paul Lind was always one of my favorites, though, because he always had the best answers. Him and, like, Gilbert Gottfried were so great on that show. Um, but while we were talking about those stories, what happened was that Mabel's like, you know, what you going to do? Are you going to be a pirate? Are you going to be with me? And he he chose to be a pirate. So now, so now Mabel's on her own talking to her dad, saying you need to lead the charge and take care of the pirates. And, you know, he's not all about that. Yeah, what an idiotic choice. Why would you choose pirates over Christy McNichol? Right? Didn't she? Oh, that's right. Didn't she always say to? Uh, didn't she even say to uh, Frederick like, "You're not gonna like make. You're not gonna leave me a virgin or something like that." Before they departed, I think she said something that to him. She's like, "Are you a virgin or something like that?" And she's like, "Cause I don't want you to leave me one or something." Wow. Everybody's horny in this movie. I love it. Everybody's just, well, except yeah. for the dad who wants to drink. Oh, my God. You know what? I, I forgot to mention that Christopher Atkins was in, which is awesome. Now we're just talking about other movies. This is, you know what's funny? This is exactly like, <laughs> this is exactly like the Ken Anakin pirate movie commentary. <laughs> they talk about the pirate movie for about half the movie, and then they stop and they just talk about any other movie they can think of. <laughs> but Christopher Atkins was in another great killer monkey movie called Shockma. Oh, I love Shockma. I love Shockma. I discovered Shockma. I know it's I know it's older, but I discovered Shockma 
during the pandemic when I was looking for stuff to find, and yeah. that was one of the the blue or the DVDs that I found, and I was like, I love Shockwave. So Anything with a crazy good. monkey killing people is like up my not just up my not alley. just a crazy <laughs> man, but a crazy red ass baboon. Red ass baboon, like the, <laughs> like 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 if like. I mean, you know, there's Link, which is a maniac monkey movie, but that, but that monkey can also be like the sweetest thing. There's nothing yes. sweet about the Shockma monkey at all. Not at all. <laughs> it that is shot horrifying. When he monkey. runs up, yeah. when that person runs and slams the door, and he like smashes himself onto oh the door. Oh my god! He wants to kill that human being. Oh that is not god. anything going on in the movie. That is a real life moment. Can you right imagine there. like having that animal on set and train? Like the hell no! Like I'd rather deal with a bear. <laughs> I would rather right? deal with a bear. Oh my god. All right, let's talk about these Tarantara guys because I, I I feel like the third act of this movie just devolves into romper room fuckery. It, it goes completely, it totally off the track. Like it is not good in the last thirty minutes. I'm going to say that I love the movie, but it really just turns into a mess. Even to the point where at the end of the movie they're like, "Well, this is all disaster," and then she's like, "Ah, it's just a dream. I can do whatever I want," and then she just fixes it all. Right. Maybe that was the design of the movie. But it's, it's like Sphere. <laughs> yes, exactly. Everybody wish guys, for a happy ending. <laughs> these English Bobbies, yes. uh, which now I can't think of anything when I see an English Bobby except for John Travolta and the fanatic. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> but um, they go around singing Tarantara, Tarantara. For like the next 20 minutes and it drives me insane and I can't stand it. And then we've got this like Pink Panther, Peter Sellers knockoff this Peter guy. Sellers thing in here. Yeah, because – yeah, and it's like slapsticky like he's he's stepping on his bike. Like he's, he's caught like in the wheel. He's like a French detective. Total like rebuttal contempt- Peter Sellers. Yeah, like a rebuttal. French detective from the 60s that is now in like the 1800s. And there's, there's a horse – Poop jokes going on here. Yeah, there's a horse. That just, her horse just shits, and they they decide to put it in frame. <laughs> <laughs> just a big pile of shit. That's on Nick's list. That's not on my list. Sure, did somebody shit on somebody in there or something? Shit happened. Yeah, all right, put it on my list. See, like we're just we're hitting all the checklists. Like I have a Star Wars checklist. I have a musical checklist. Like this is this is just hitting them all. <laughs> like you don't, but you know, at this point. You've had you've had a lightsaber. You've had Inspector Clouseau. You're like, who else is going to appear in the pirate movie? Right? Like, who else is coming? Like, you know, it's just it's just well, one, we'll see one because another. Yes. there is one more icon that appears during the big pie fight, the pizza pie fight at the end, <laughs> which, which is one of the, the great fact- cameos of all time. <laughs> <laughs> And this is like a good three minute, not good, but this is like three minutes of like French accent jokes. Yeah. <laughs> like she can't understand his French. Then there's Ruth and she's a horse. I mean a nurse. Look, why don't you just follow me to the fort, okay? Foot. This might be a good place to talk about the Ken Anakin commentary track. <laughs> As we pan down to the horse shit. <laughs> it's fascinating because this is on the Anchor Bay DVD release from the 90s, somewhere in the 90s. 
And he's interviewed by somebody. Thank God there's a moderator because at least there's some sanity can be retained. Um, and he starts out relatively lucid. And he has very fond memories of making the film. He calls the pirate movie one of his favorite movies. Um, he's it, 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 but halfway through. Oh, there's a there's a, a joke of uh, I just missed the um, the what you call it joke. Did you just see that with the uh, English Bobby's things going limp? Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the the limp nightsticks there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Ken Anakin uh, says, because the guy's talking about how the film wasn't successful, the moderator, and Ken Anakin gets defensive and says, well, I just went on the internet and saw that it has five stars, <laughs> which made me laugh. Five out of what? I don't know, but he saw yeah. that it had five stars. Five out of 20 is not good, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then at one point, he he, he blames, um, I wrote it down here, where he blames oh this he called it the straight version of the pirate movie or the straight version of the pirates of penzance which was a kevin klein i think linda ronstadt movie that was coming out the same year that was pirates of penzance like straight not like a riff on it like this is and he says that the people behind the pirates of penzance conspired to destroy the pirate movie he's convinced of this so there was some kind of a a corporate conspiracy to uh, obliterate the pirate movie in the public's eyes. He also says um, at one point that his next project, and bear in mind, he's probably like 95 years old when he's recording this commentary. He's working <laughs> on his next movie. God bless him. He's working on his next movie. And he's like Ridley Scott. He's like the Ridley Scott of uh, terrible movies. And he's going to make the Amelia Earhart story next. And he says, but here's the thing about the Amelia. Amelia Earhart is not dead. She lived. Well, she's she, she lived 20 more years after she disappeared in New Jersey. And that's what my movie is about. And I have evidence that I'm going to show to the world in my film that Amelia Earhart survived for 20 years, living as a housewife in New Jersey. <laughs> and the moderator is just completely like trying to steer it away because he could tell that like Anakin's. Uh, Meds are wearing off a little bit there. <laughs> Hospice is here, Mr. Anakin. <laughs> Let's and take a break. Very, yeah. At the very end, um, he goes on a rant about Million Dollar Baby and how inappropriate it is that uh, that uh, Hillary Swank was a female boxer and how that's not a, a profession for women. Oh, good it's lord! Ins- <laughs> 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 it's wild. It's worth. It's definitely worth checking out. <laughs> but we should also note that Ken Anakin, the rumor has it that that's where Anakin Skywalker's name came from. Oh. That Lucas got Anakin from Ken Anakin. Oh, well, I don't know that's if that's another... ever been actually confirmed, but there's been a lot of talk about that. Can you imagine it? I'll ask that at the next Q&A that Lucas shows up to. Do you have a question, sir? I do have a question. Mr. Lucas, is it true that from the pirate movie (laughs) directed by Ken Anakin, that's where we get Anakin Skywalker? Is that true? (laughs) So now all the pirates are marching into Storm the the Castle here. And... uh, And and more slapstickiness as when they go to like 
take this battering ram. Oh, this kiss here to the pirate king. hello kids on the (laughs) gene that's great and he slapped Um, him but he's the bad guy so he can get away yeah so it's okay with it yeah 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 and so now they're heaving and hoeing to barge down the door but instead of barging down the door they just ring the doorbell (laughs) (laughs) i gotta say avon Avon calling (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna kill me for saying this but i have to say scott hates this movie hates it what uh was sitting at the kitchen table sewing something and griping about how how bad it was the whole time. But he did acknowledge that the doorbell ring moment was funny. <laughs> like that the Avon calling, I was like Hollywood from uh, Mannequin. <laughs> Mannequin, yeah. <laughs> and then like before Frederick walks in, he looks and he and he sees all the all the sisters undressing in silhouette in their rooms and it's yeah, yeah. very sexual undressing. <laughs> His temptation, the last temptation of Frederick. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for some type of gag to happen with the silhouettes, but it didn't. Yeah, missed opportunity there. Yeah. And now the the pirates are just causing havoc in the the house here. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of goes on and on and on. Oh, little person. Mark. Well, yeah, he's been through the whole movie. Yep, yeah. He's been through the whole movie. Little fourth wall is uh, the pirate. Oh, yeah, he looked at the camera when he walked past. Yeah, (laughs) love it. You know what they they should do? It's never been done. Pirates of Penzance was a musical. We all know that. People probably would argue, but to me, I'll pass on that. However, I would totally pay money. I would fly to New York to see a Broadway musical version of the pirate movie. Oh my God! Can somebody please hear this? Oh my God! Please, <laughs> by Julie the powers Taylor. of by the powers of Broadway or even off Broadway, for God's sakes, yes. make this. <laughs> or even like a, a high school like musical production number. Why would they? They've done Alien. Remember that one school right? that did Alien as like their school play? Do the pirate movie as a musical and and have Christopher Atkins play the pirate king this time? Oh my God! Like you could yes, so do that. And and yes. McNichol can play Ruth. Oh, oh my god, that's yes. brilliant. Oh, love this. That's oh. brilliant. Oh, here's the bit that they show as a blooper at the end. I love oh, it. It has blooper. bloopers. Blooper. Check check the box. Like <laughs> you, you, you get a, you get an extra blooper at the end of the movie. Like how great is that, right? So Mabel's hiding inside a uh, a knight's outfit and she's refusing to kiss Frederick because he's chosen to be with the pirates. And he's just like, "Come on, I love you, please." And she's like, "Nope, you made your decision." Yeah. <clears throat> Why was this not released on Blu-ray yet? I don't understand. Kino Lorber would be like the perfect home for the pirate movie on Blu-ray. This is true. I mean, Anchor Bay, I mean, I was surprised that they put out this movie. I never thought it would hit disc <laughs> ever. I thought it would right? be like one of those things where it's only still on VHS after all these years. I mean, hell, even even my that movie that I was looking for forever that you found, I was able to get on DVD finally, uh, or a Big Blu-ray shots? finally. Big Shots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, they, they're making up a little bit here, but still. I think there's a monocle joke coming up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Every time they're just yelling, the monocle pops up and cracks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, with my diabetes, if I just lose vision in one eye, 
I think I'm going to get a monocle. <laughs> you could pull it off. I could pull it off. You just have right? to squint the whole time, though, is the problem. You have to hold it in there all the time. Can, can I get some type of, like, like spirit gum that I can just glue it on every morning so it doesn't, doesn't go anywhere? <laughs> Instead of a patch, I'm just going to have a monocle, though. I think that would be, that'd be great. I'm going to talk about the the uh, the release uh, quick because the Razzies list is so long. If we don't start it now, we'll never finish <laughs> it. <laughs> so the film was released on August 6th, 1982. Uh, it had a $6 million budget and it made $9 million at the box office. Uh, number one that week, and this is nine weeks into the release, was E.T. E.T. At, in its ninth week was still number one. Number two was The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, another sexual musical. Oh, hold on a second. I got to check another Nick box here. There was a secret passage. Oh, by, there you by go. By clicking on, clicking on a bus like in like the 1966 like Batman, Batman series. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Continue. Number three, you said? <laughs> Number three was uh, Things Are Tough All Over, which I think was a Cheech and Chong movie. Number four was uh, An Officer and a Gentleman. And the pirate movie was number five, opening in the number five spot. Bombing. Wow. On 757 screens only. Oh, and then the very next week it dropped to number twelve. Oof! And it was well, it was even behind. Well, not to number twelve though. <laughs> I mean, it, it was lower than a re-release of Star Wars in its second Oof. week. So there you go. If people knew that there was Star Wars in it, maybe if they would have led with that in the trailers, people would have gone to see this instead of Star Wars. If I could <clears> go back in time, I would love to be able to be in the lobby when these movies are over and then you and I stand out there with one of those boxes oh. where you're like, put your ticket stub in one star, two stars, three stars, or four stars. <laughs> and then like anybody who puts it in the one or two, they have to tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fart, fart gag of the uh, policeman baton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so Razzie Awards. This oh. one, the Razzies loved this one. Uh, Chris Atkins was nominated for Worst Actor. But did not win? Didn't win. Oh. Sorry, I don't actually have the winner here. I guess I could look that up. Christy McNichol was nominated for Worst Actress. Oh, come on. I'll let you describe what the hell's going on in this chaotic scene here, and I'll look so, that up and see who won. So this room in the – I have no idea what this room is, but now we are in a big room – and everybody is converging. You have the Bobbies, you have the Pirates, you have the Generals, uh, Army, and everybody is just battling. But it's just absolute chaos. There's just there's gags. There's a there's a heavyweight bag that's flying around hitting people. Um, there's there's this weight gag uh, with like a you know like one of those big you know like Popeye weight things where he says like 150 pounds and knocking people over and there's busting through doors and just all, all kinds of shenanigans. Just All right. Lawrence Olivier won for Worst Actor in a movie called Inchon, which I think we talked about on the Grease 2 episode. Pia Zadora won in a movie called Butterfly. She beat Kristen McNichol. Um, Ted, Ham- <clears throat> Ted Hamilton was nominated for Worst Supporting Actor, which is ridiculous because he's great. Uh, he lost to Ed McMahon. <laughs> yes, that Ed McMahon, I think. <laughs> In Butterfly. <laughs> um, worst original song, the nominee and the winner was Pumpin' and Blowing. <gasps> oh. Now let Sorry. me ask you a question. What's worse? 
What is what is truly worse? Is it worse being nominated for a Razzie and then not winning, or winning <laughs> the Razzie? Question. That's an excellent question. I'm not sure. But another song from this movie was also nominated, which is my other favorite song from the movie, uh, Happy Endings. <gasps> but those were my two favorites of this whole damn movie, and they got right. Razzies? Come on. They got nominated. In, Come in on. Worst screenplay was nominated. It lost to Inchon. we got to find out what this Inchon. Wow, is. right? Like, I'm just so <laughs> curious about this movie now that it's just completely snubbed <laughs> the pirate movie for Razzies. <laughs> worst director, Ken Anakin, he won. For, for worst <laughs> worst directing. Ken. Worst picture... Uh, it was nominated for Worst Picture, and it lost to Inchon. Wow. Um, it wasn't nominated for anything for Best Supporting Actress, but just as a side note, Eileen Quinn was the winner uh, for Worst Actress for Annie. Get the year. hell out of here. Also, what? our good old friend from The Mommy Dearest episode, Rutanya Alda, she was nominated for Worst Actress for Amityville 2, The Possession. Oh, wow. So, oh, so this is the oh, yeah. other great cameo in the movie where all of a sudden, out of nowhere, pops a Cairo swordsman swinging his sword at Mabel. And who steps up to say today? None other than Indiana Jones to shoot the Cairo like a do- like a dollar store Indiana Jones. <laughs> a dollar Jones. store. Didn't, didn't even have time to have the chin scar. <laughs> it's just a, just a five o'clock shadow guy that's cosplaying as Indiana Jones. And now the fight between the pirates and the and the uh, police force and the girls has devolved into a pizza throwing fight. And as one and as the leader of the Bobbies is getting uh, medical care by all the girls, he has to put his hat over his crotch because he's getting an erection. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> you didn't notice that? No. Because they're all, they're all like fanning him and pampering him, and also you see he's put his hat over his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> And as all the chaos is going on, we slow down as as Frederick and Mabel see each other and get close to one another and realize that this 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 battle is not worth their love. But then she kicks him in the nuts. <laughs> well, yeah, it's coming. A, yeah, another nut joke. Yep. There's a lot of kicking in the crotch in this movie. A lot of kicking in the crotch. It was it was the thing then though. I mean that yeah, was that's the true. Joke. You could right. <laughs> and all of a sudden, always makes me comes... nervous when this horse walks down <laughs> the stairs and he slips on that. First oh, he step. slips. Oof. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't like that. Maybe it was the same horse that was in uh, Never Ending Story. <laughs> and you're like, oh, we got to put him down. Put him oh, in the God, movie. God, pretty... Awful. <laughs> so they yeah, the major general rides in on a horse and then immediately gets taken captive. Everything's falling apart. The pirates have won. Pirate King does this great swing across. This hits his mark, stays in <laughs> for like focus. Three feet. <laughs> so good. It's so good, though. I love it. It's so cool. Right? Slick. That's why I want to be the Pirate King. Because you know why? Because anytime that you saw one on a playground, you were doing the same thing, right? Then there's this weird, again, like the dream is breaking up because yeah. it gets all wobbly and it turns red. Yeah. It's like, about to wake up. Yeah. Her, yeah, her inception is, is breaking through. People yep. are starting to notice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she demands, it's my dream. I want a happy ending. Who doesn't? So she Mabel? just decides. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> it's like, a what do they call it? Days Ex Machina? Where she gets to like, uh, I mean, she swoops in as the god and says, forget it all. I'm going to come in and just save the day and change everything. 
So over the course of the next like 30 seconds, everything gets fixed. Frederick is going to marry her. Well, she has to, but her, but her sisters have to be married first. So that's right. She stops time and she assigns all of her, all of her sisters to somebody. But then very kindly though, she does um, put two men together. I love that. I love that. Right. Never. I don't think I ever really noticed that. Until no, me I neither. It the last me neither. Time. But I like how I like how ahead of its time this movie is. Right? right? Like you know, you got those great still, still flashing images. Oh, see, like one of the pirates gives her her glasses, so it's starting to. She's starting to yeah. regain her consciousness. And, yeah, and then everybody freezes, like for real, just freezes, yeah. like holds their spot, and then she starts to put all like pair up. The pirates and the girls, they're all going to get married. She, she can freeze time like this, uh, and you and you. the two guys. Like Love Evie, it. yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he, she pairs up the Pirate King with, what's her name? With Ruth. Ruth, because because yeah. because the, the pirate king still thinks he had sex with Mabel, and then Mabel's like, yeah. "Nope, was it me?" Then he's like, "Oh, all right then, let me have." Oh, a I love he's now only interested <laughs> in her because the sex was good. Because the sex, yeah, the sex was good. All right, I'm that's with enough you. to build an entire yeah. relationship yeah. on. Yeah, we're gonna have to do it in the dark all the time, but it'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they got fireworks. Fireworks checklist. Oh, they looked into the camera, fade out. Oh, and now, man. and now. Grand finale, the final musical number, one of the greatest musical numbers in the history of film. Happy endings. Uh, I, I remember loving this so much as uh, a kid, like just me too. Oh, I still do. It still gives me the chills. I mean, look at look at Frederick's outfit, though. Yeah, dude's like a white Jedi. <laughs> like yeah, in his white outfit, a cape? white Jedi cape. These Everybody's bobbies. coming out into the courtyard and they're all going to dance together and they, they lower the British flag and they raise the pirate flag <laughs> over the castle. <laughs> and, but everybody's friends now is the thing. Yeah, love, everybody's... love brought them together. Love yeah. is what stopped the conflict. We don't need to fight. You know, There's plenty of sex for everyone. <laughs> I love stories, movies or TV or whatever, where the bad guy and the good guy have to team up and become yes. friends. Like It's like the Skeletor He-Man uh, thing was in the he did Honestly, evil it's, seed it's, together. It's one of the reasons why I love Rocky three because to me there was something so great about the fact that Apollo yeah. Apollo was just like no this isn't how it's supposed to go down even if I'm not the champion and we need to make this right and we're going to team up together. I was like oh yeah. my god how great well, is that you know Rocky four as well at the end when when they kind of like there's a there's a moment of respect there at the yeah. end yeah yeah. And you get jazz hands. Checkbox. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I like about the choreography in this uh, ending? You feel mm. like anyone could do it. Anybody could yes, do it. Yes, yes. Even it's I not intimidating. I, I have no, I have no, I have not a dancing bone in my body, but I could absolutely right? give you a jazz hand. We could all line up and do this. We could learn this in half an hour. <laughs> half hour for sure. It's so simple. You know, if I could go back in time, I would have done this at my wedding. <laughs> right? I would have done this at my wedding. I would have sat there and been like, all right, look here, look here, wedding party. You're all going to practice this shit, and this is how we're going to make our entrance. You understand? Like, 
<laughs> and Frederick gives her his the ring that he's been wearing the whole time as a wedding ring. Pirate King doesn't seem too thrilled that he's with Roof, but then again, it's daylight, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know>? so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what a great so song! Mm. I I found this album. Um, do you have the? Do I have the album? Oh shit! Do I have it? I, I found it at I Rhino do. Records for like five bucks. Go, it, it oh. was brand new, like go, Gatefold Jacket. and You know what's a hard one to find is the Howard the Duck one. Oh, Howard yeah, that's almost impossible. Pirate movie CD. 99 Oh, my God. I With paid free five shipping bucks for on eBay. Jeez. Holy shit. Now... I ask you people out there who hate this movie, why is the soundtrack $99? <laughs> because, <laughs> exactly. Because it's a rare, priceless item. <laughs> uh-huh. And only someone who, who loves the movie will buy it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. $99? Shit. I'm going to have to, like, Crazy. put that on my radar. Didn't I, didn't I burn you a CD of it, though? I know you it's know not what? the same as Pro- having the album. No, you either did that or you put it on cassette for me, I think. Okay, so she now we're out of the dream is over, and she's waking up on the beach, and Frederick is there, but he's not actually named Frederick. In real no, life. she's like, your name would be Frederick, and he's like, no. But he kisses her. Yeah, and she's got the ring on still, though. So it's like that. It's like that weird inception of did it happen? Oh. Did it not happen? <laughs> right. Yes. Right. She, That's she right. Needs, she needs. She needs a uh, what was it? A fulcrum to spin <laughs> to see if she's still dreaming or not. But now he's walking yep. her like right into the ocean, which bothers me because she's got shoes on. <laughs> like for some reason that just really bothers me. And now, and now we're back at the pirate fest, and it looks like they got married on the boat. Yeah, in real life. <laughs> and she's wearing now, a gold lame top and yeah. like leggings. Yeah. Now she's she's almost she's almost dressed like. Uh, um, like what's Solid her name in Grease One? Yeah, like, or, but like at the end of uh, Grease One, Olivia Newton-John, she's almost dressed like. Everybody's there. All the people from the movie are now their regular, like real life versions. Yeah. But you know what I like is that she never says, "I want to go back." She just wakes up. No, which right. Is something I always bugged me about the Wizard of Oz is that Dorothy wants to go back to that dreary horrible kansas with that awful auntie m who's just as much of a witch as the witch oh why would you want to go back to kansas like screw right? that everything's in black and white <laughs> I don't want to go it, yeah kansas. no it's not even black and white it's sepia toned <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. dirty black and white and it's like it's like rusty black and white and plus there's a, there was oh, just a tor- wait, blooper oh. someone better take my gum oh she had gum in her mouth so she had to open up the- i just want to say that it's not all sunglasses and autographs Oh, look at that! Great. Oh, God. Uh, and then the and then the happy ending comes back up at the end. So good. Oh my wow. God. I'm so glad we did this commentary because it, it. Watching it again and then watching it now, I have the same love for the movie that I had when I was a kid.
Oh, God. So good. Any final thoughts? Um, well, I'm glad we did movie. this. Uh, what what a... I, I just love this movie. I mean, it's, you know... I love the music. I just... I, I love the happiness of it. It it, it, it truly is a, a childhood hug for me when I watch this now. Um, but yeah, and, it's, and again, it's really weird that we talked about how like there was a period where we're like, oh, God, this isn't what we remembered, which is so bizarre yeah. because I don't run into that a lot where I kind of like flip-flop with that. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like, it, was it like? Was it like? Was I embarrassed to like it? Was that like? I'm trying to think. Like, is that what? Was that what my reason was? Like, oh god! Like, you know, because I mean, with watching it with you it was the first time I watched it with anybody, and and I'm just thinking, like, I'm like, I was was I embarrassed that like I really like this movie <laughs> and I just paid a hundred dollars for this VHS? Like, was it like, like, like did I just completely like just trip and fall and you know, like, like what, like what I was think it? It but, was so magical in our childhood, yeah, that we had blown it up to proportions that were going to be impossible to meet our expectations when we saw it 20 years later, 25 years later, whatever it was. So when we saw it and it wasn't as magical as it was when we were kids, we were like, oh my God, it's terrible. And then we began to see the flaws because we were looking for them. Yeah. But now that our expectations have been completely deflated and we're revisiting it, I think we're right back to 1982. Yeah, for sure. I would Either that or we're just mellowing as we get older. <laughs> So if you haven't seen it, please seek it out. It's free on YouTube. Otherwise, you know, please find it on Disney. Watch it. Let us know what you think. Even if you even if you don't like it, tell us why. Like, you know, and tell us when you watch it too. Like if you're seeing it for the first time, let us know if you're watching it again, maybe since nineteen eighty two. Tell us that, you know, let let us know what you think about it. Because I, I there's not many people that I know that have seen this or would put in the time to watch it. I can't get my wife right. to watch it again. So it's <laughs> so and obviously you said Scott doesn't like it, so Scott will probably yeah. never watch it again. <laughs> so, but yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm so, so glad good. we did that. All right. Well, oh. thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And always remember, never apologize for the movies you love. Ken, you've made so many different kinds of movies. You've worked in in almost every genre. I'm wondering if there's a particular kind of film that you've never made that you would like to make. I want to make the story of uh, what really happened to Amelia Earhart. Have you spent any time developing... uh, Yes, I've spent three years. Oh, really? I've I've, I've got a script which completely stands up to what really happened which is very different from what the overall belief is. But it's, uh, it's, based, it's based on what really happens. Because she came back to America and lived for 20 years in New Jersey. And I've got the proofs of that. Well, that's very interesting. <laughs>